With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Luxury Healing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Luxury healing means that we mind the business that pays, right? I'm not going to be out here spending a bunch of money on things that are just going to make me sad and I'm going to have buyer's remorse. I'm going to spend the money on things that make me feel good, people that, you know, make me feel good and go to places that make me feel good and things that Living is a luxury, don't you think? When we're talking about luxury healing, some of us didn't even make it to hear this show. So I think that we all need to be cognizant of the fact that just to be living is a luxury. When we talk about luxury healing, it's not always going to be cute. It's not always going to be free. Healing costs money. You think jail don't cost money? (laughs) And when you're in an unhealed space and you go to jail, that costs money. You know, when you're in an unhealed space and, and you're doing things, you know, to your kids or you're, you're not paying your child support or you're not paying your dues in the community, those things in the end will cost you money. That's a luxury that a lot of us don't have. Friday because it was Throwback Thursday, but the show is 2-22-22 and you, um, because today, well, the show is basically, to, we're, well, let's just get to it. There's a lot of shit going on. So we're basically entering into damn near World War Three. so it's February 25th, 2022. I always say the date because I get confused sometimes, and I want to be able to leave these so that when people go back. It's a um, a telltale symbol of what was going on at the time. And uh, so the show is called 222 and You, 222 and You. And what it was about was the fact that we, a lot of us, especially in the spiritual world, manifested this date like a long time ago. And we all were in a space where we were just like, oh, my God, that's so amazing, the soliloquy of the numbers, and this is what we're going to be doing on this date, and all this other thing. And what I had done was I said, you know what, I'm getting married on 2 22 That was it. 
And this is when I didn't even like men. I wasn't even dating anybody. I wasn't concerned. I hated everyone. All I wanted to do was make money. And I actually, because like I told you, I used Facebook as a tool. I used Facebook as a notebook. And I was reminded today of that pact that I had made with myself. And so on 2-22-22, I actually posted something that a lot of you took to heart. I don't know what you thought of it. It wasn't really... Um, that serious, but what I basically said was that I didn't get married on 22222 because what I always said, because the man was, so I'm going to say something, it's going to sound really fucked up, but it's really how I feel and it's how I thought and it's really kind of how I, I am really like Eartha Kitt, like personified in this, in this realm. And Eartha Kitt a very long time ago had this video that was out, and it basically was like, you know, compromise for what? You know, she said, so a man comes into my life and I have to compromise. She says, no, I should love myself first, and then he should love me, and then he should help me love myself, and then I should love him. And that is the way that it should go. So I've told you ladies for a very long time that desperation has a very, very distinct and disgusting scent. And when you're desperate, men and animals and women alike can smell it from miles away. That's how we end up getting robbed. That's how we end up getting taken advantage of because we have a very distinct pattern. So everyone keeps asking me, did I watch the, um, what was it, the, the whatever swindler, the Tinder swindler? I don't need to watch that shit. I know a bunch of bum-ass motherfuckers when I see them, and it actually, it would probably trigger me to watch it because it would piss me the fuck off because I don't think I've been swindled in that way because the minute a motherfucker asks me for some money, my coochie get dry. I don't know about y'all. You can't ask me for nothing. Unless we share DNA or a last name, you can't ask me for shit. And y'all know I've been saying that probably since I was four or five years old. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not talking about my husband. I'm not talking about my partner. I'm not talking about the relationship that I'm in now. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, somebody that's in a reciprocal relationship. But a man can't ask me for a motherfucker. You can't even ask me for fucking soul money. I don't do that. So I, I have no interest in watching something that's going to depress me because, why would a man have to come to me and tell me this person was this? And, and, and I'm going to tell you something. I come from a long line of motherfucking kind. Like my grandfather, and I know a lot of people will be upset for me saying this, he was one of the best to ever motherfucking do it. My grandfather, and we're not talking about the physician. We're talking about my grandfather. I'm not even going to say his name. But on my mother's side of the family, he was one of the best that ever do it. Had motherfuckers living in a farm that wasn't even his. He sold a motherfucking ranch to somebody that he didn't even own, took the money. Like, you you talking to somebody that comes from tender, swindler, you know, swindler lineage. You talking to, you know, the, the granddaughter of somebody that was out here scamming motherfuckers. Okay, and I have no interest in doing that because I like to stand on shit when I'm done with it. I don't like for people to take shit from me when I'm done with it. I like to stand on it and say, yeah, it's mine, now what? Google that. That makes me feel better than me feeling like I got over on somebody, you know. So a lot of us for 222 felt less than because we weren't in spaces that we curated and we felt like failures and things like that, and I – 
took to the Internet to say that a post popped up from, I think, like maybe 2015 or 16, where I was talking about my battles with feeling down and feeling out about my mother's death and what surrounded it and feeling numb and and the fact that within two years I had put out four books. So a lot of y'all don't know I've written six books. I'm on my seventh. And I promise you, y'all going to get that book this year, 2022 is the year. But I had so much. If if I would have gave y'all that book five years ago, seven years ago, it would have not hit the way it's going to hit this way. I was not healed. I was not loved. And I was not... um, I was not in a space where I could have helped any of you. So I just feel like that book would have been a waste of time. So it would have came from a place that was not of love. And I know I used to come from a place of hate. I did. I hated everybody, every fucking thing. Fuck you. Fuck this. I'll kill all y'all. I didn't give a fuck. I was I was a dangerous, dangerous motherfucker. But you know what? I, I will credit myself. I stayed to myself. I took that anger out on myself. I didn't take it out in between the legs of men. I didn't, you know, if a man was so lucky as to get my wrath, probably never really fucking spoke to him again, or he became one of my concubines. See, you young ladies, or even you grown women, y'all end up being the subject of these men. They become my subject. They are my muse for my pain. You, You will be used. I will not be used. And I realize that people process pain differently, but when I say I was a daddy's girl, I mean that in the sense of I was my father's daughter. So, yes, I was Sherry's daughter 100% through and through, but I acted more mannish because I was the only girl, and people don't really talk about that dynamic of fathers and daughters. You know, so I had a dad, so I'm so thankful that a lot of this shit that I could have got into, I didn't. Ain't nobody touched me down there, ain't nobody do a lot of things to me um, because my dad wasn't gone. And it doesn't mean to say that if you did get touched that your father failed as a man. It just means to say that my father knew how these Negroes was and he wasn't gone. My father was pulling up at the schools in the Plymouth. My dad was following me home like like a, um, what you call it, like a drive-by shooter. You know, he wasn't even offering me no ride. He was just walking. Just like he would just pull up on me because he wanted to know what kind of daughter he had. And if you read my book, Daniel Lane, The Diary of a Hot Mess, you'll you'll see later on why that was especially endearing because we find out later on that biologically that wasn't even my father, you know. So everybody knows me as the only girl to in the Ezel family with my father, um, and he just, even to the day he died, he was always like, no, that's my daughter. Like, So there was no differentiation, which is why I'm related to half the city that I live in. When we talk about 222 and you, I had it in my mind. I would never have another big wedding and all this other stuff. I wanted to go to Justice with Peace. I wanted to wear a Vera Wang dress. I wanted to look a certain way. And it's crazy because I never factored in the man. It was almost like he would have been an accessory, like you just like a purse. And that's not right. And then, of course, like I told you, I met somebody, which came out the blue. Somebody I, you know, I already knew. Somebody was already really like family, really. And uh, I realized that my prior manifestations were that I didn't want a relationship. I said many times I didn't want to get remarried. I said many times I was just out here. I was married to the game. I was married to the money. You couldn't get no more niggerish than me. I promise you that. And um 
I want you young ladies and especially you grown women to do that because I, I promise you when you focus on that bread, the rat's going to come. When you focus on that cheese, the men will come. The higher that you elevate yourself, the harder it is for somebody to harm you in a way that you will give a fuck about. And it's not about money. It's about elevation. It's not even really about education because you can have a master's degree and still be a dumbass bitch, okay? When I watch that Tyler Perry shit with all them badass wigs, what was it, ashtray, bitch? That's what I call it. It was a fall from grace, but I call it ashtray, bitch. Uh, You know, I was so upset because so many women were like, ain't no way, ain't no way. And I'm thinking, yes, there is a way because that could have been your auntie, your mama's sister. That could have been your mama because so many of us were raised in the church or raised to be thinking a certain way. And it's just like, when are you going to get out of this shackles of being concerned what everybody else thinks and do what's best for you? If you want to test drive that stick shift, test drive the stick shift. If you want to, you know, do some old crazy shit between you and the Lord, do it. Everybody has to take a whole stroll in their lifetime. And like I said, my whole stroll didn't, you know, compute to me being a whore. It computed to me doing some old reckless shit. Like I said, jumping off boats and naked and shit in Bermuda and Mexico and seeing shit I shouldn't have seen and being involved in shit I shouldn't have been involved in and knowing people's business and being in grown folk conversation when I'm like 19, 20 years old. And I cherish those moments. But everybody has to take a time in their life when they were reckless is the better thing to say. And a lot of our men, and you know, they take these times for 20 years. You Negroes take too long. And um, your balls sag because of it. And you stank because of it. And the residue of that bum because of it puts you in situations where you can't manifest properly because of the fact that, you have unresolved consequences for your actions. That's why I tell you all the time, I very rarely get mad at the woman. It, it may seem like I'm dragging a bitch, but if you see me dragging a bitch, it's because she directly came for me. I don't give a fuck what my dude used to do, what he did last Valentine's Day, because it's funny because I always tell the truth about shit because I don't ever want anybody to think that I have this, like, wonderful, picture-perfect relationship. This motherfucker is hell. He is. You can have him. I'm going to put him on eBay for sale. I'm going to start the bidding at twenty nine ninety nine. okay, because you broads have no fucking idea what it's like to actually love somebody that needs it the most. You don't. You got portion. You got a piece. You got a section of this man. I get the whole thing, and that is a responsibility within and of itself. I promise you, Miss Celia, you do not want to trade places with me. I promise you don't, okay? But I wouldn't trade him. And in addition to that, okay, what I think I was manifesting for my 222 was not so much the matrimony, but it was the mate. It was the partnership. And so whether or not it's something that lasts forever, I truly believe you can have 47 soulmates in your lifetime. How many times did you change your soul, though? I don't believe that your soulmate is an animal. I don't believe that shit. I don't believe that your soulmate is your children. I believe that your soulmate could be a sibling. It could be, you know, someone of the same sex. could be someone of the opposite sex, but I don't believe 
that we should be soul tied to people that are not sanctioned mates. So you hear a lot of, about our president talking about sanctions. He talks about sanctions as if they are punishments. What a sanction really is is, is basically like a written document that says this is something that you must do. Right. And so when I say that my relationships have been sanctioned, my marriage was sanctioned because it was meant for me to have my son. Okay. A lot of y'all enter into relationships that didn't have a sanction. Y'all was just out here just doing whatever. And truth be told, some of y'all too old for that shit. You in your early 20s, okay, cool. You know, you're never too old for the whole stroll, but you in your early 20s, okay, that's cool. When you start hitting certain ages and shit, you got to start thinking about mortgage money. You got to start thinking about car notes and, and APRs and, you know, college funds and shit like that. Everything can't always be crab legs and food stamps. It can't. Everything can't always be a carton of cigarettes. Everything can't always be Lee's house. And I'm not talking about, you know, all women like y'all broke. Everything can't always be as it is right now. I'm hoping that y'all are manifesting more than just men. Are you manifesting a better mental health for yourself? Are you manifesting better spaces for your children? Are you curating spaces that are better for your men? Are you manifesting for 222 that you become the mate that you would marry? I am a hell of a woman, a phenomenal fucking catch. I know that. I don't walk away from any relationship thinking that I had done anything that was so detrimental. Do I walk away thinking, yeah, there were some things I can change, and then I do. But for the most part, my core, my foundational shit, supreme, superb, outstanding, <laughs> resounding. You want to know how I know that? That's not self-professing. That's not self-proclamation. You can go back and ask any of my exes. And the first thing out of their mouth is, I love that girl and I fucked up. Now, they, they, they gaslit just like the rest of them. Oh, yeah, she was crazy. Yeah, but what did you do? Because women don't just wake up and are crazy. And I told you, I drag mine for filth all the fucking time. So if you ever hear, oh, she be bringing your name up, shit like that, nah, bitch, I brought him up in your defense. This is why she probably thought that. This is why she may have assumed that y'all was more than what it was. Maybe because you allowed her to do this is why she thought that. But after about 369 days, 424 days, 690 days, y'all got to let that shit go. The motherfucker ain't coming back, okay? Um, we, you know, last year, Valentine's Day, because I love when people try to send me inboxes like, yeah, you know, I was with them on this day. Girl, I don't give a fuck. You don't know what the fuck I was doing last Valentine's Day. Last Valentine's Day, I received, what was it, a $4,000 sculpture, okay, from Unc. Um, no, I'm sorry, that was the year before. Last year I received a different sculpture, okay? I don't give a fuck what a motherfucker was doing last Valentine's Day because I wasn't with him. We celebrated our anniversary that weekend because that was the weekend that we, like, you know, did lunch and, you know, handled some things. But did I manifest the man? No, I manifested the partner. When we are falling short in our manifestations, it's not because of taming. It's because of timing. You can't tame nobody that don't want to be tamed. I never wanted nothing that wasn't for me. If I went to go get a car at a dealership and the motherfucker said it was denied, guess what? That wasn't my car. And literally months later, when when the car broke down or whatever was happening or there was a recall or, you know, I, I realized I got approved for something different or whatnot, I realized, like, that was the reason that I couldn't get that car. So I never looked at even a man as an item or article of, 
just um, possession, you know. Like I, I, I never looked at anything like that. What's mine is mine, okay, and that doesn't include another human being. Like I might claim him on Tuesdays and Thursdays and he claimed me, but that's not, you know, he belongs to the world. Now, he used to belong to the streets. I get that. So you're not going to come tell me nothing about mine. I don't know. But I think that we are all, a lot of people are hustling and pimping backwards. You know, if you out here manifesting, you know, that, that somebody take you back and all this other stuff and trying to be petty, motherfucker, you want to be funny, we could be hilarious. And I think what's really sad is that a lot of, women don't understand, like, I've been in the game a long fucking time. The shit that you're thinking about doing, I've already done it 10,000 fucking times. I will hurt your motherfucking feelings today, tomorrow, and the day after that. And the thing is, is that what we understand is that as women, you know how fucking petty that is? You you don't want the Negro. You don't want this motherfucker. You just want to know who I am or what it is that I'm doing or what. Like, this is, I never gave a fuck about a broad. I never gave a fuck about a bitch. I sound like Snoop Dogg, which, by the way, thank you, Rini, my sister, uh, spiritual sister. She bought me some Snoop Dogg wine. It's some real dead shit. It's a red wine, and it's actually fucking excellent, as it should be, because this motherfucker just bought that. So it's like I always say, you know, my Black Farmers commercial, I said, you know, I'll do a billion things until I get a billion dollars. I do a lot of stuff that I don't post. So if you have the time to be on here posting and, you know, chronicling your life like that, you're not making no money from that. You need to reconsider what your manifestations are. You know, we covet what we see every day. I don't let you see. 99% of what I post is only 1% of my life, okay? If you are manifesting the man, you're hustling backwards. You need to manifest the partnership. The feeling. You need to manifest how you want to live. My Uncle Michael was a preacher. He used to say, if you don't like your address, change it. You don't like how you live and change it. What are the things that you need to change? You know, I had to bend a lot to become the woman that I am today. But when it comes to business, I don't fucking play. And I look at partnerships as business. So if I'm in a business relationship with somebody and we are building for our children, our financial future and things like that, there's nobody that's going to come and put that asunder. And so you have to make relationships and make peace with the fact that sometimes shit just didn't work out. You know, I always set women that were greater than me. I did. I I always would study women because we are beautiful creatures. And I never had an issue with no broad. I could look at any woman and say, oh, this, that's, that's what's pretty about her. That's what makes her amazing. But I can also look at you and say, and this is what makes me want to punch her fucking head inside out. Because I get so angry with y'all at the way that you second-guess yourselves, the way you sell yourself short, and the way that you just accept such, such scraps from minuscule men that if you would have set up a boundary, these men would have never came into your life. And then you sit up and you have children with them and then you, you go to jail for them and you hold, you know, you do a lot of things that don't make sense. Mm. But if you would have took that energy and focused on your looks, your six pack and all that other shit, you wouldn't be getting a fucking BBL because you'd have been eating salads and cabbage like the fucking rest of us. You'd have been a fucking vegetarian stressed the fuck out over these hoes, (laughs) you know. You'd have been making sure that your skin regimen was complete for your face. You'd have been making sure your edges wasn't falling out because you wasn't stressing over no motherfucking name Rayquan, you know. 
I think there's something to be said about women that actually take the time to study other women. I studied women that I wanted to be like, namely, you know, my aunties, my mama, you know, feminine women, women that had things that I wanted. I never snubbed my nose at them. So I remember wanting to date somebody, and this is funny because he's a, a golden, he, he, you know, Golden Globe nominee. Yes, Golden Globe nominee. I'm, I'm top choice, baby. I, I don't fuck around, and I know it seems crazy because it's like, well, damn, how do you go from this to this to this? It's just different strokes. And um, he actually, he, he was a writer. And um, I remember thinking to myself, and I'm, I'm adding things in so that y'all can't guess the identity. And I remember my niece telling me, she says, Auntie, you can't do that. And I said, why? And she said, well, because his ex-wife does X, Y, Z. She's a philanthropist. She does this. She does that. So even though you're a six-time author, you own a business, you're still working over here, you're doing this, you are the supreme hustler out of New York State, in California you ain't shit. And you will get dragged for motherfucking films all over this Internet if he's seen with you because now they're going to be investigating you and looking into you and all this other stuff. And so at some point, because I don't fit into that lifestyle at this time, because I'm a New Yorker, I'm a New York girl. So not that it's a class issue, but she was right. And he ended up, you know, getting back with, you know, his ex or whatever, and as he should because they had children. But I remember just for that brief moment that it could have, would have, you know, could have been something. And I remember thinking, I'm glad I didn't do that because this bitch really had her shit together. And it made me, not that my shit's not together, but it made me say, damn, like, you know, who the hell is he going to date? So as a woman, you have to put yourself in a position, yeah, he'll scrounge with the help because, baby, I wouldn't have been nothing but the help. I'd have been something cute to play with for 2.5 seconds, and then he'd have went back home to where it's really good at, to the woman that's, that's you know, making financial plans, that's, that's having shit on gridlock because they were equally yoked. And so a lot of women in 2022, you're going to start seeing that you're going to start facing the consequences of your fucking poor decisions. A lot of men, too, it's a lot of men getting locked the fuck up and killed this year. There's a lot of women that are suicidal this year because of the consequences of some of your poor choices, and you have to sit in your filth. I've already been there. I've already fucking done that. But there's something to be said about looking at a woman and actually admiring her and saying, I'm not even going to talk to this motherfucker because at the end of the day, I do not compare. And so I will not compete where I don't compare. I'm I'm not going to win. And I won't fucking play if I can't win. And a lot of you women are getting in losing battles. So, yeah, he'll fuck you. He'll let you eat his ass. He'll let you do all that shit. Cool, because you make my motherfucking job easier. I'm not talking about my currency job. I'm just talking about just in general, because I've been a wife. I'll let you do all that. Because, baby girl, when, when you come in the house, I still get the checks. I still get whatever the fuck it is that I want. And all he's going to do is, hey, go be with her. I don't want to. Go do you. No, I don't want to. You see what I'm saying? So I know that a lot of people are going to say they don't care about that, but at the end of the day, if you're not on no life insurance policies, if you can't even get your fucking bills paid, like what did you do it for? So for me, I wasn't going to manifest somebody that I knew was out of my league. Sometimes people are out your fucking league, and I think that we live in a generation, especially in 2022, where we think that, 
these manifestations mean that you can have anything that you fucking want. Yeah, baby, dreams don't work unless you fucking do. They don't. Dreams don't work unless you do. I worked hard to be in the position that I'm in, which is which per the show billions, it's a position to fuck you. If I ever get to a place in my relationship where I feel like I'm not being celebrated, I'm not being revered, or I'm being disrespected, it's fuck you, and I will go. He knows that, so he doesn't put me in positions of fuck you. He doesn't really do things that jeopardize the relationship to the point where it's like this is disrespectful to my lady, and I'm not going to fucking do that. Because if she finds out, or better yet, this is the better one, if she did this to me, and had these extracurricular friends that she was texting back or so on and so forth, I'd be pissed. Because I know every single one of her motherfucking friends is Googleable. Every man that's in my girl's phone is Googleable. Don't fucking play. Because it ain't going to be no twine up the block. It's going to be a hurt piece. It's going to be, oh, that's just my homeboy, you know. Oh, okay, so we doing lunch and coffee with friends? Cool, that's all I needed to know. So I'm going to go do lunch and coffee as well. That's a relationship. Those are respect and boundaries. So it's not that I don't allow him to do certain things and he don't allow me to do certain things. I just know where things are going. And, and Negroes are petty too. I personally don't allow anybody I used to mess with or bump coochie with or whatever, you know, uh, slap skins with or somebody that, done, you know, went to the buffet or ate several salads. I don't let them on my page because my dudes get stupid. They do. And they'll say some old dumb shit like, oh, yeah, remember on this day we was here and I was, you know, eating your booty from under your skirt. You didn't have no drawers on. Like, and they'll put the shit on there. And I'll I be on Facebook, but sometimes I don't pay attention to comments and I won't see it. And then my dude's like, wow, so you just going to, you know, and, and I run a business, several of them. So it's just like I can't afford to have that type of reckless behavior, so I don't do that. So if you can keep your hoes in check, I'm cool with you being cool with girls that you used to smash. Like, I'm good with that. As long as they don't come for me, we good. But they always come, don't they? Oh, you know, hey, I was just, you know, checking. You wasn't just checking nothing, you know. So in 2-22-22, I want you to understand that dreams don't work unless you do, okay? We can all sit here and manifest these wonderful men, but it's like then when you get them, it's like what are you going to do with them? What are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, you want this dude that makes six figures, but you don't. And then you look like shit. It's a lot of y'all that look like shit. Like, you really do. Like, I don't know who is telling y'all that you look great, like, but you look like shit. And then you want people to fucking fuck with you on the same level. I, I urge a lot of y'all to travel this year in the United States. Just travel. Go to Atlanta. Get your feelings hurt. It's men in Atlanta that look better than me. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of motherfucking men in, in the way that look better than me. I knew that when I had first given birth. You know, so I don't, my litmus test is not men in Atlanta. It's who is outdoing me in the industry? Who is making black history every month and I'm not? Those are the things that make me want to manifest for 2-23-23. I don't ever have to get married ever the fuck again and I can still be happy in my partnership and in my relationship. Any woman that would sit up there and say, my man would never do this is a motherfucking liar and she's a fucking fool. A man is a man, right? But a woman going to always have to be a woman, okay? So I want us to stop manifesting 
and, and wishing and trying to do spells and kitchen witch shit and going on the Internet and going in the moon and all type of shit for shit that we ain't even ready for. You know, I sat up here and I manifested a bunch of shit that I'm not at liberty to share because y'all motherfuckers sometimes don't wish me the best. You don't wish me well. You wish me hell, some of you, and that's okay. But my thing is the things that I manifested, this is no bullshit. I manifested one thing in particular, and I was given three. So I actually was given two, and then one of them I got myself. So it's kind of like the universe said, if you go get this one thing and you start, you know, making sure your credit is straight and you start making sure you're doing this and you're you're breeding abundance, which I haven't forgot about you ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and make sure that we, you know, get that abundance thing out there because I want to talk to you all about proper business etiquette. A lot of you all don't know how to fucking run a business. You don't know how to, you know, schmooze. You don't know how to talk to people. You don't know how to give a little so that you can get a little. You don't. And it's unfortunate because if you were to go into, you know, I, I just talked to my uncle and I actually just sponsored a golf team at the Edgewood uh, Country Club out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I have my own golf team. I have the 716 CBD, and you guys can go on 716CBD.com. We took the bundle deals off, but we have some other things coming on there. I also own Black House Growers. Black House Growers is, is my micro farm that um, will be taking care of everything that has nothing to do with the CBD end of it. We're also going to be providing food for the neighborhood because we're in a food desert here in uh, Niagara Falls where I live. And a lot of people don't even realize that. You know, so when you're talking about certain things, like my concern is making sure that we can sustain as a people, as black people especially, and we about to be in fucking war. Then, like, when people be talking to me about certain shit, I'm just like, I really don't care about what the fuck you're talking about. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about the price of meat this week. I'm worried about the fact that we're at war. I'm worried about the fact that, you know, Russia is invading shit. Like, it's like, you know, the Bolsheviks are coming. Like, what are you talking about? So when we're manifesting things, we have to be cognizant of the fact that everything that you say gets caught in the universe. So if you say, I hate this motherfucker, I hope he dies, that gets caught in the universe. So at some point, the universe has to make good on that when you've said it so many times. If you said, I'm going to just stay here and I'm going to just do this and I'm going to just work this out, everything that you say gets caught in the web of the universe. Okay? And so what ends up happening is the universe, when you start speaking negative to, negatively towards yourself, Right? I can't do this. I can't. The universe doesn't understand that. So the universe just acts on, okay, she says she didn't want no car, so we're not going to give her one. It doesn't, it doesn't know when, when you're serious and when you're not serious. So I only try to speak positive. And I'm not a, you know, positive affirmation every day in the, in the mirror, like, you know, you're gorgeous bitch every day, because every day I'm not gorgeous. Sometimes I'm an ugly, raggy bitch. Okay? But 90% of the time I be about my business. So when we're sitting up here talking about 222-22 and you, did you manifest? Everything that you came to fruition on 222-22 should have been coming from 2015. Who I am today came from, I believe it was 2017, 2018, 2019, I started on the journey. We're in 22, so it took me three years to get to this date. And I'm only one year removed from what I said I wanted to do, but I'm there. So don't get discouraged. Don't feel like, you know, but but y'all got to stop. Y'all got to start manifesting something other than a man, and especially other people's men. You women that are out there dealing with these other women's husbands and shit like that, is it even really a prize? 
And then like I told y'all before, once he's done, you know, and he done left her or she done left him or whatever, did you really get a prize? I know a situation going on right now. You don't even know this motherfucker about to be up Shit's Creek. And then when she leaves, she about to be on some old, like, change her phone number, doo-doo-doo, and now he's all yours. So now you got to deal with this motherfucker. There's a lot to be said about a motherfucker that deals with a motherfucker 24 hours a fucking day, as opposed to when, when he's feeling high or when he's feeling low. I've been the, but listen, I, that's why I don't judge. I've been the broad that motherfuckers call when you when they broad acting up. And I, of course I'm all smiles because motherfucker, I don't give a fuck about you and I talk to you when the fuck I feel like it because I'm probably talking to three other motherfuckers. That's what, that's what we do. We slick it in a, we slick, slick it in a can of oil. WD-40 to be exact, the good kind. But men don't know that. And I've been trying to explain to my dude, like, you know, when you deal with women in different age brackets, you're not even on their level digitally to even know what's going on. Think that just because motherfuckers, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just motherfuckers, everybody's running game on everybody. You was running it, so don't be mad that they was running it. You told them you didn't want this, so they agreed with you, and they went on about their business. They wasn't obligated to tell you shit. You wasn't telling them nothing, but now when you tell them, and I've been there, this is the other thing a lot of people don't realize. Me and my dude is close. I'd be sitting right there 99% of the time, and that motherfucker be having conversations with bras like, yeah, please don't call my phone. You know what I'm saying? I'm in a situation right now, like whatever, whatever, and I, and I respect that. You know, so then when it continues to happen, you know, this motherfucker will be like, look, see, I didn't, you know, and that's just not – for an insecurity, but because you motherfuckers is aggressive. You act like your father. Ain't no way in the world somebody that's not paying my bills or paying me any attention I'm going to continue to talk to after six to eight business weeks. Like, oh, this motherfucker's serious. Okay, so I'm really not getting dick no more? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, oh, he giving somebody else money right now? Oh, okay, I'm done. Don't make it about the girl. You guys have to start manifesting shit for your fucking self. You guys have to start manifesting shit other than a man. I didn't manifest a man. I said I wanted to get married. Marriage is a partnership. The universe said, we ain't going to give you the marriage. You'll get that. I got rings. I got all that stuff. But And, and that's another thing. I don't post all that shit. Sweetest guy in the world. And, you know, one of my little babies, Evelina, I just posted the other day, I truly believe she said a lot of women things in a man. No, nah, same Negro. It's just. What I've set up is just a little bit different. It, it, our caring level is different because he's going to, you know, there's going to be men that are going to say, she does that for you? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She almost, you know, punched me in the face if I asked her to do it. You see what I mean? It's just different levels of vulnerability. That's all it is. Okay? It doesn't, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just, and also, too, it's not about taming. It's about timing. This person came along at a time in my life. I was vulnerable. My brother's brother had got um, killed and then his father passed a week after we had started dating, you know, he brought that person in. Like, you know what I mean? So it's it's just there was a level of vulnerability that was there that may not have been there at that time. You know, and and I've noticed that a couple of the people that I've dated came along at times where I was vulnerable, where I was open to having a male counterpart or, or open to having male attention. But never did I sit and say, this is what type of man that I want, and he going to have bushy eyebrows and finger wave hair and shit like that. I don't do that because your um, access to my life could be limited. 
because I was getting along just fine 10 years before you. And, again, I told you celibacy is not a badge of honor, but what it does is it gets you focused. It lets you sit down and say, these are the things that I want. So if I enter into a relationship, if I don't get these things, I'm going to leave. It's not a conversation. I'm going to leave. So, yeah, go through your whole show. But, but you know, when you got kids, you got to go sit the fuck down somewhere sometimes. The manipulation and all the other shit, all the time that you spent on doing that, girl, you could have wrote a thesis. You could have had a master's degree. You could have been selling real estate, lying to motherfuckers about fucking property taxes and shit. Like, you could have took that instead of focusing on a man that you're not going to get the same ROI, the same return on investment, you could have invested in yourself. The money going to always come, the men ain't. The men, the men will come when it's time. But the higher you elevate yourself spiritually, understanding that love is the highest vibration, meaning the higher that you love yourself, a man can't drag you down from that. He might try, but then you can look at him and be like, who the fuck is you talking to? And I have to say that a lot. Like, I'm not a $40, you know, and pack a Newport-ass bitch. I'm not a motherfucking two-for-20-ass bitch, and it's not nothing to do with the finances. It's to do with the mentality. I'm not even a cheesecake factory bitch. We eat there for fucking snacks. Like, don't do that. And it's not about high class. It's about what the fuck was you doing before I got here? And I'm mad at y'all. This motherfucker was willing to do a lot of shit that y'all just didn't ask him to do. You should have wanted better for your fucking selves. I don't give a fuck if the motherfucker said we was friends. Shit, we friends. Let's go to the chop house. Shit, my friends took me. Okay? For 2022, I want you ladies to stop manifesting men. Start manifesting some fucking money. Start manifesting more for yourselves. Start manifesting what the fuck you want to see yourself doing at the end of the year. The men going to always come. The money is going to always come. The higher you elevate yourself, the harder it is for somebody to knock you off your fucking game. Y'all be letting motherfuckers knock you off their game and ain't even been in the game 20 fucking minutes. Y'all be getting bamboozled by motherfucking Tinder swindlers. Y'all be having sneaky links. and What the fuck are you sneaking for? Y'all motherfuckers ain't married. Just be fucking single. Manifestations are real. They're they're real. But if you're manifesting and then you're hustling backwards, it's not gonna work. So I want y'all we're gonna conclude this black par- this this black history month with the fact that my cousin Dina Campbell Stinksack Stinksack is the new beauty editor at Marie Claire. We just making black history every month. My cousin Maya Arrington, based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, just published her book. Um uh, Black Like Coffee, and I posted it on my page. If you guys are following me on Instagram, it's at miss.d.scott, and the book is called Skin Like Coffee by Maya Arrington, art by Taylor Faith Leaper, edited by myself and my brother Saladin. I mean, we're just, this is, you know, under the book of um, our publishing house, because I own that too. So, like I said, when y'all talk about me, make sure that you say, like, she be on her shit. And like I said, there's a lot of shit that I make Black History Month about that I don't post about because I don't need fucking to be audited again. But if you guys go on uh, 716CBD, at 716CBD on Instagram, you'll see that I just posted something from Black Farmer from when they flew up here to film the commercial in my wonderful African-American home. Uh, this was right around Christmas time. You'll see some of the stuff that we've been working on, uh, especially we got some, some new things coming out, make sure you guys go on uh, blackhousegrowers.com. Check out what we're doing there for the food deserts in the community. And I'm going to leave y'all with some little happiness on this Black History Month.
going back to the south. I'm going back, 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 back when my roots ain't watered down. Growing, growing like a bulb tree of life on fertile ground. Ancestor put me on game. Long time on gold chains with my old shoon in a jail. Just follow me. I'm sad I don't keep keep it. Hold up, don't I? Don't I? Not by instinct. Yeah, yeah.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.